science, as it turns out, is not as stable as we have thought it out to be. And, you know, I we have learned that, you know, several times over, you know, the oh. past, few, you know, past few years. Pluto is a planet. No, it's not. Brontosaurus never right. existed. That was my favorite dinosaur, and they took it away from me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and now, you know, they... You know, there just came out a study about how the universe is expanding at um, a faster rate than the current physics theories can account for. And so I'm curious as to your personal reactions to these findings that are that are contrary to the standard theories of physics. Well, you know, that that actually doesn't surprise me or bother me because science is supposed to be constantly changing and constantly improving and and getting new ideas, but what um, what does uh, bother me quite a bit is the idea that anything that we don't understand now, science will eventually discover because it always has. Now that's true to some extent, but many of the things that science has discovered are things that we now know we can never know. Mm-hmm. Now, that seems strange, because what science is telling us is uh, you can never know, no matter how much research and how much time goes by, the the uh, position and the, and the momentum of an electron at the same time. That's called the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. And it, it is a statement of fact. This is a scientific fact that's actually what cell phones are based on and computers, so it's pretty important. Uh, it's a scientific fact that says there are things we can never know. So it, right, right there, science has already disproved this idea of scientism, and there are many examples like that. Uh, there's examples in mathematics, something called uh, uh, a mathematician named Gödel uh, found this was true in math, that there are, you can never get a, the- uh, 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 a theory that's com- a mathematical theory that's completely consistent and always true. And there are several others. And in my own field, which is biology, we have a number of questions, mostly related to the origin of life, which don't seem to have an answer by any scientific means we now have available. Now, that doesn't mean there isn't one. They may eventually become one. But, you know, as you know, physics had to go through all kinds of major revolutions in order to make any progress. So when everyone was stuck at the end of the 19th century and had no idea what light was or how it could be at constant speed, you know, Einstein had to go to a whole new way of thinking to come up with relativity, and then quantum theory is completely new and based on, you know, this is why I said mystical. I mean, if you talk about what quantum theory is, it seems to make no sense at all in the the normal meaning of rational sense. So I think biology is going to have to do that, too. And this is something I've been talking about a lot recently, talking and writing about. Uh, And I think that when we find a way to explain the unanswered questions in biology, which evolution cannot explain, uh, then we will be at a point where we will probably find, just as happened with physics, that there are pointers to a creator, to a divinity, not necessarily proof, I'm not sure that's possible, but things that say, like in physics, well, this is strange, uh, this really looks like God. And, you know, there, there are many examples of that in physics these days. Yeah. Um, what have you learned about God from your study of the natural um, world? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the natural world is not simple. <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredibly complex. Uh, there are things called fractals, which things have more than they're not just one or two or three dimensional. They're like a dimension of two and a half, mm-hmm. which is very hard to explain. But it means that there is a level of complexity that's true at all scales, and and you see this everywhere. It's in leaves. It's in clouds, it's in mountain ranges, it's in coastlines. The structure of the natural world is incredibly complex. There's something called chaos theory, which makes it very difficult to predict what's going to ever happen in in a complex system. And then there are things like the fine-tuning of the the cosmological constants, and this is one of those things that is often used as a pointer to divinity, because the constants that we know, we know what the numbers are, we know what their values are. But they have to be exactly that in order to be able to have stars, planets, and us. If they had varied by a slight, tiny amount, it wouldn't be a universe. How did that happen? Right. Is it just luck? Yeah. We. I mean, if, if there were, if there's an infinite number of universes, like a multiverse, then it could be just we're the lucky one. But there's no evidence for a multitude of universes either. The multiverse has no direct evidence. So the other alternative is that this is was designed. This was, you know, made this way on purpose so that we would be here. And that's the one I like. <laughs> well, you know, during the pandemic, um, you know, I took over some of the teaching for my kids and we went on to Amazon and it was like there was a show called like The History of Humankind and it, you know, opened with this, you know, dark, you know, screen and then there was this big explosion and it said bang and everything came into being and my daughters who you know were um about 12 and 8 at the time just burst into laughter and they they just (laughs) they thought that was the most hysterical thing they couldn't even get over it because they thought and i i couldn't even proceed with the show they're like how can we even take this show seriously if that's how they say the universe and all the complexity came into existence with just one big um bang and they just they they lost their minds they thought that was the funniest thing and i and i was so confused at their reaction because i'm used to that people talking about that theory but they saw that and they saw the ridiculousness in it and, um, you know, I actually learned something from their reaction about how, you know, I mean, I've always kind of known and thought about, you know, all right, so we, the complex human beings, the complexity of the universe, the the chances that there would be intelligent life come from nothing, um, mm-hmm. you know, would, would be so, I mean, like on, almost a non-existent chance. But um, right. their reaction as, you know, Generation Z, as study generations, you know, was was truly interesting to me. Um, yeah. And I think when I think about the natural universe, um, or w- the natural world, I, I'm often drawn to the study of the universe. And um, because it's, you know, incredibly um, interesting and it's always evolving and it's all it's so immense and. What I've learned, you know, is that my view of God is much too small and my view of myself is much too big because, I mean, humans are not the center of the universe and I am definitely not the center of the universe. Um, And then when I think about my image of God um, compared to the size of the universe, I have to 
I have to restructure the way that I think about God if I'm thinking right. about the immensity of the universe and how, in fact, the universe is ever expanding. And then all the way down to, you know, the complexity of, of a single flower and the diversity mm-hmm. of floral life and fauna. And I mean, it's just it's really incredible to think, you know, I mean, it's impossible to, to arrive there at a conception of God. Um, and so, you know, when I think about the universe, it's kind of taught me, I don't know much about God. <laughs> um, right. Right. So what have you well, learned? I mean, I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I mean, I, 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 I focus, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, but I, I tend to focus more on the living world because that's, that's what I've studied. And, you know, the truth is that it really, life really shouldn't be here. <laughs> there shouldn't be any life. If we, even if we accept everything about the universe, all the laws of physics, the laws of chemistry, it, it doesn't make sense that life exists. And even crazier is that human beings who have this, you know, who I believe absolutely 100% were created in the image of God, human beings have abilities that just, there's no reason that we should have those from a naturalistic point of view. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and there, there are many detailed technical reasons for this, under which I've published and other people have written about. Um, but the fact is that, you know, you, you talked about a flower. I mean, if you look in detail into the biochemistry of a flower, it will be amazing to you. You'll look at that, and you'll have the same reaction that your daughters did when they, <laughs> when they you know, heard about an explosion causing everything to be, you know, the way it is. And it's even it's even more astounding when we look at the details, the biochemical details of how life works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so that had a huge effect on, on me. When I, Even when I was in grad school, I was still an atheist, and I was learning uh, the details of these processes, these biochemical processes that go on in every living cell in the, in the, in the world. Uh, and when I learned that, I said, but how, did, how could this be? How, all this amazing beauty and complexity and, and design, how did this all come about? By chance? It couldn't have been by evolution for various reasons, but it, 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 people think it was just, you know, lucky chance. I, it doesn't make sense. Right. So, you know, I, I, I completely agree, and, and I think I don't know what God's role is in creation. I mean, I think God created everything, but I don't know how, <laughs> and I don't know if we'll, we'll ever know how, uh, you know, and I don't know if science will ever get us there. We may need, as I said before, we may need a whole different new kind of science to make any further progress in that. Yeah. But be that as it may, the point is that when you study, and this is, see, this is why I say there's no conflict, it's just the opposite. When you study the natural world, and you learn its secrets, you have to believe in God, unless there's some professor or somebody else telling you, don't believe in God because that has nothing to do with it. But if, if nobody tells you that, you're going to naturally believe that this must come from a, a, a creator and a designer. Yeah. And you asked before, why, why, do these, uh, why do so many people deny the existence of God while they're teaching science, and I think that's the reason. <laughs> they have a philosophical commitment, or even a religious commitment, to an atheistic worldview, and they know that if they start teaching the mechanisms of protein synthesis in cells, in ribosomes, uh, people are going to look at that and say, what? 
<laughs> right. How, how did that happen? And they have to say, well, this, this did not happen through any divine miracle. This is just the result of some kind of evolution that we don't understand yet, but we will. Right. And well... That, Dr. Gard, thank you so much for your time and, and wisdom. And listeners, I highly recommend his book, um, The Work of His Hands. You can find it anywhere books are sold. And Dr. Gard, if people would like to find out more about you and your work, um, where can they go online? They can go to my website, com. very easy. Uh, and they will find uh, lots of information about the book and also about me. And also they can sign up for my free newsletter and for other offers. For example, I, I will send out book plates. They can ask me questions through the contact form, and I answer everything that comes. So again, it's com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley Gray Scott. If you missed any part of the show today, you can um, hear this episode in Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. For more information about us, um, visit our website at www.christiancurious.com to find out find more shows and more about us. That's www.christiancurious.com. Stay curious. <laughs>